0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the L-O-B, Locked On Browns, brought to you by the Locked On podcast network your host jeff lloyd at jeff underscore lj underscore lloyd show itself uh at locked on browns follow back account dms are open it is friday it is your locked on browns pregame show we appreciate everybody for making locked on browns your first listen every single day we're going to get into it here pete smith from sports illustrated along for the ride we'll get in the offensive side defensive side who's in who's out as we get you ready and prepped for 1 o'clock Sunday in Foxborough. This episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. McDonald's, um, loving it. Uh, okay, starting, I guess, here, the news. Um, <clears throat> McKinley. Tech out the running back uh, trio of John Kelly, Demetric Felton, Nick Chubb all unavailable this week. Um, I know there's some stuff out there as far as like, you know, people trying to say, you know, they heard this, they heard that I'm going to tell you right now. uh, Even the most inside of insiders have no clue when it comes to these things. It's basically just an announcement that so-and-so is put on a list or so-and-so is taken off of the COVID list. So, anybody who's trying to tell you otherwise, uh, he's fat out lying in that regard. Um, Pete, so, and this is interesting, though, Pete, because I mean, we'll go to the offensive side of the ball, and it kind of looks like maybe the Patriots are going to be in a similar situation themselves as far as the running back position. But it's not uncommon, um, you know, for DeArnest Johnson, uh, you know, certainly, you know, he's been in this position before just a couple of weeks ago. Um, it will be kind of interesting how it works beyond DeArnest Johnson, though. There's no way he's going to be able to take every single rep
0: right I mean they've got the ability to activate uh Dexter Jackson and Brian Williams uh, or Dexter Williams and Brian Hill uh off the practice squad you know how much those guys will how much run those guys will get is difficult to know I mean the last time that Dearness Johnson played John Kelly was in the in that game and he didn't get a whole lot of reps so because Stearns Johnson doesn't get a ton of run, he may be able to sort of give you a, a, a substantial amount of work. Yes. i out a little bit, but, but I mean, like you don't get Felton and you don't get some of those other things. So uh, we'll see where that ends up. But I mean, you've got a couple backs that at least have been in the league. I don't know how much they're going to give you on this short of notice, but at least they've been there uh, a couple of days.
1: Oh, Brian Hill, 100 career carries in the NFL, 4.7 per pop. Uh, Dexter Williams, it's an even smaller sample size than that. Um, Look, you're not asking for a ton, um, you know, and they have an advantage, uh, any reps they get. Obviously, they're going to be behind this offensive line, and we never got to this one here yet. But, um, you know, kudos uh, to the way the show's broke this week. But, you know, obviously, congratulations, kudos to Joe Batonio. So not only now Wyatt Teller uh, extended for the foreseeable future, Joe, Bo- Joe Batonio pretty much extended here basically till the end of his career in Cleveland um going to be drafted to Cleveland Brown most likely retire one one day um pretty interesting for so many of those bad seasons that you're going to end up with you know basically a left side of the offensive line you know between Joe Thomas and Joe Batonio that you know were absolute rock stars on what was a you know bunch of pathetically bad Football teams, Pete, and we'll see how this goes. Um, You know, here it'll be second week post Odell and off to La La land. Congratulations to Stephen Thomas, who actually kind of predicted that one here. On this show, that you know, and you know, with Odell's love of LA, this, that, and the other thing, whatever. I mean, I don't care. We're done. It's over with. Um, the Browns are certainly better off. But Pete, now you're looking to string this together. You know, obviously, you know, Cincinnati, you've played them, you know, them what you know them a ton. Um, a little bit different here with New England. Haven't seen them since 2019. It wasn't a fortunate day for the Browns that day. I believe it was three turnovers that day, and then they, they kind of came in bunches, we had that game get out of hand. Um, but the ultra, ultimate mastermind on the defensive side of the ball and Bill Belichick. Um, the, you know, whether it's secondary play, whether it's defensive line play, this is the time of year where Bill Belichick finds what is working best and gets the best out of his guys. They're coming off a three game win streak. Um, but you still want to see this growth. You want to see this passing game, be able to what, you know, be able to do what it did last week. And you're certainly going to need it even more this week, you know, without, you know, the luxury of at least, you know, a two running back attack.
0: Well, had Nick Chubb been available, you would think that the Patriots would focus a significant amount on stopping the run. With Dearness Johnson as your feature back, that still might be the case, but it's also possible that they want to sort of limit the passing and sort of make Dearness Johnson beat them, or just the, the fact that they're short-handed. shorthanded. Um, so that's sort of up in the air, but they don't have an obscene amount of talent on defense. They're just well-coached, and they have some – some interesting players that can cause some problems how belichick wants to sort of try to deploy them is interesting their defensive line is okay um so that's they're big i mean that's gonna be an interesting matchup if the bronze can get movement against those guys that that should open up quite a bit if they struggle in that department it could be a long day Uh, but there's nothing where the bronze can't attack anyone it's just Largely a situation where they have to be smart and not get fooled. And whether the Patriots are going to try to disguise anything or try to fool Mayfield, it, it's hard to, hard to know. Mayfield's been around a long enough time that, that it's unlikely that he's going to be too shocked by anything. But uh, Belichick is good at sort of creating situations that can expose uh, a weakness or just create confusion that could potentially result in a mistake or a turnover. And we're going to see
1: old friend, Matt Judon, obviously the uh, you know leading pass rusher for the New England Patriots, nine sacks on the year, uh, rookie defensive tackle, Christian Barmore. It uh, doesn't look like as of now, Jamie Collins will be making this, this tilt for them. Uh, JC Jackson, solid cornerback, uh, you know, for the Patriots. Um, but Pete, you know, it, it's, you know, you found your comfort level last week, and I think you know again you're starting to realize you know what is best for this team offensively. What is best for this team to succeed offensively is you know basically breaking it down, getting everybody involved, keeping defenses on their toes. Uh, I know Rashard Higgins' name was brought up this week by coaches. We'll see maybe if he gets a bigger role here. Um, but in the same respect, Pete, um, you have somebody who's really developing here in Donovan Peoples Jones. And you know, is it time to maybe? Get eleven more involved, or do you just you know continue to just let it happen as it happens?
0: Well, I, I guess that sort of depends on how the Patriots play it, because you do have a guy in David Dejoku who, who requires a lot of attention, and if they're going to uh, put multiple guys or, or however they want to play it in a way that sort of limits him, they've got options like Austin Hooper and Harrison Bryant, uh, if. You know, if that leaves Donovan Peoples-Jones in some one-on-one matchups where he's been really effective this season, then, then they'll probably take a shot or two. Uh, they've also got Anthony Schwartz who can at least stretch the field. Uh, at some point, they're going to have to make that payoff in a way that forces them to be dangerous or forces them to be honest to it. But at least to this point, he still runs past people and he still forces them to cover him. So that creates spacing opportunities. And then you do have guys like Jarvis Landry and Rashard Higgins and stuff. And if, if teams, if, if the Patriots want to run more zone, then those are guys who can probably take advantage and create some opportunities that way. Uh, the Browns are never short on options. It's just largely a question of what is the opponent going to take away and what can they sort of do with what they give them?
1: Pete, with Baker Mayfield, and you know, great week last week here, and I'm sure you know if you could get Baker into a corner of a room and say, "Hey, you know, there's probably even a little bit more, maybe on you this week." You don't have you know the luxury, um, you know, w- with having Nick Chubb to lean on in certain situations here, with all that's gone on, and certainly the way he played last week after it all went down, I'm sure Baker Mayfield is more than okay than saying, "Hey, if you got to put a little bit more on my
0: plate, let's do it." Sure, and and he has to be feeling pretty good coming out of that last game, you know, if if for no other reason that he gets to sort of realize that he hasn't forgotten how to play, and he just needs to be consistent with it. So this becomes a a big opportunity for him to get on a roll, feel good about themselves, and if he does play well, then you know suddenly you're you've won 10 in a row, you're six and four, you're on you're on pace to then play a, a a winless Lions team at home before you get the Ravens twice so I mean that's the kind of that's you know that's the ideal scenario where the Browns offense really clicks um they get another win here and then they can carry it over and, and look every <laughs> the, the team that people thought they would uh coming into the year uh the same thing is going to be uh go the other way that if he doesn't play well that people are going to try to you know Dismiss what he did against the Bengals, which is is silly to me. But um, it's a week to week league, so you are what you just did. So if you know if the Browns play well, they're going to look good. If they don't, then people are going to doubt them and assume that the the, the the next opportunity is sort of a must win game, or they won't make the playoffs. One
1: hundred percent, and um, you know, and of course, you're going against the ultimate you know defensive mastermind wizard here. Who certainly you know always had the ability to basically uh you know show something, you know, that maybe the opponent wasn't ready for. We're gonna get it uh get it going here. Defensive side of the ball. We're gonna flip over to that. We're gonna get some final thoughts here, some thoughts on you know the week that was the extensions and those things. And maybe, you know, I got a question or two on the Baltimore Ravens from last night for Pete. We're gonna get to all that here. Your pregame, locked on Browns. This episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than a place to just get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and families can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless amounts of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, is a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. Look, it's been around forever. Whether it's the ice cream, whether it's the breakfast menu whether it was back in the days as little kids, the Happy Meal McDonald's has always been there for you. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. And did somebody say a Locked On Browns watch party? Interesting. McDonald's, da-da-da-da-da. I'm loving it. Pete, as I mentioned, it, it appears for now, and it's crazy, Going through the injury report, the amount of concussed players at the skill position that's currently on the Patriots right now, their top two running backs in Stevenson and Harris, they both, to this point, did not practice Friday. We're not on the field. Uh, the return man, and this is similar to the Browns as well, as Demetri, uh, Demetri- Felton does most of their returning, obviously. Um, he's out with a concussion. Jamie Collins injured. Um, so you get this down, Pete, where they've done a good job of maybe not putting everything on Mac Jones's plate, um, but this week may it may have to be a little bit different here with your rookie quarterback because, you know, you're not going to necessarily have the players in place for the run game they had. It's going to be down to Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden's not a terrible player, but he's never really got an opportunity to be a true running back in the NFL. He's been more of a, you know, obviously a plus special teamer in all his years in New England. So, you know, you look at this and going into this and, you know, obviously we try to run the ball some here, Pete. But you, you got to think they might be in a position where, you know, obviously they're going to have to try and let Mac Jones do some things here to maybe win this game for them.
0: Yeah, their running game has not been particularly good. We've um, what Bill co- Simmons says. Yeah, they do have a pretty good offensive line. Uh, they don't really have sort of a, a, a you know a, a bad spot. They, they have five guys that function at varying levels of competence and a couple of pretty good ones. Um, So I I, I suspect the the Patriots will happily run the ball quite a bit to see if they can get it going. Uh, And then the the challenge for the Browns is how are they going to deal with uh, Hunter Henry and John New Smith at tight end? Their receivers are a substantial drop-off from what the uh, the Bengals had to offer. So it's not that you can take them for granted, but it's certainly a – Less physically gifted group, and you know, maybe Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick can make up some of the gap for that. But, uh, you know, that's gonna be a tough, sle- could be potentially tough sledding for Mac Jones, who's okay, he's not some great player. Um, that uh, you know, everybody keeps talking about him like, he- like he's doing some fantastic job, he's fine. Uh, I don't know that he can carry this team. They beat the Chargers, which is a really nice win for them, but their other four are up against basically the Jets. Um, So it's it's, it's not a group that scares you, but I I don't know that that's who they're trying to be either. I, I don't know that they have a real ability to create a ton of explosive plays, but that's sort of the thing that the Patriots would probably like to do in this game, which is possess the ball quite a bit, uh, limit, you know, take clock off, uh, limit the amount of opportunities Baker Mayfield and, and company have that make it more, uh, them more able to sort of mix up their defensive calls. But the Browns are healthy ish. Um, they've got a lot of guys who are going to be available for this one. They actually have less people on the injury report than the Patriots, which is a change. They've been way more hurt than everybody else, not having Tapping Kinley, uh, is not helpful, but they, you know, they seem to be ready to go with Clowney. They seem to be ready to go with Miles Garrett. So those guys are are a huge factor. And then if the the defensive backs can carry over even 75% of what they did the previous week, then then they could potentially create turnovers and, and make a massive play that sets up a, a, you know, the difference making score
1: certainly to look out for that. And Pete, you know, Hunter Henry and it's five touchdowns, you know, a uh, guy's always been a red zone maniac. And you, know, you mentioned John New Smith. And again, like I look at this wide receiver room and, you know, you see what Jacoby Myers. Um, and uh, obviously the kid we loved a couple of years ago at Arizona state. And that's certainly not done anything in his time there. Do, do you play this as, you know, I think our corner should dominate these wide receivers. So let's make sure we can put all the attention we can on you know, not letting these tight ends be a difference?
0: Um, well, I mean, look, they 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 I don't think the bronze are gonna be afraid to play them in the, the receivers in man. It's entirely a question of how many assets do you want to spend on tight end. I mean, the last time the bronze faced a tight end of this caliber, uh John Johnson played quite a bit of man against Noah Fant in the Broncos game. You may see that. Uh to try to deal with Hunter Henry in particular. He may do some, some combinations where they're playing, uh, you know, some, some basically in, in and out coverage or some box coverage, that type of stuff. And then, you know, can Ronnie Harrison have a, a productive game? He's been better the past couple of weeks. And obviously, you know, the play like Pat Frydenruth just made an incredible play, but it had just happened to be on Ronnie Harrison. So the Browns have personnel, to be effective. They've got Grant Delpit, they've got, you know, uh, MJ Stewart, they've got a lot of options and, and potentially Jeremiah Owusu-Kormoa back. They have yet to activate him yet. So it's still up in the air, but if he's there, that's just one more guy they have to throw at them. Um, so I, I look at them finding ways to take away the tight end position because the receivers shouldn't be able to, to kill you. Now are you going after this young quarterback, Pete, and you may be risking
1: the opportunity of him finding, you know, some favorable situations or you know, re- you know, and relying uh, you know, or you just relying on the four man rush. I mean, if you can get these covers to co- you know, you get these corners to cover like they did last week, it certainly opens up the opportunity um to basically just say, hey, we'll end it before it can even be a thing.
0: Yeah, like you know, you this is where having a guy like J.O.K. back, if he's back, is a big deal because you can send him on blitzes. You, you've obviously seen what Troy, Troy Hill can offer in a blitz, so I, I would certainly suggest uh trying to mix things up and just trying to c- create confusion, even more so for the offensive protection than for Mac Jones. I mean, that's the, the challenge. I mean, look, Miles Garrett is phenomenal, uh, Jadevian Clowney hopefully is healthier than he has been. So he can continue to be disruptive. But if he's got time, then he's going to eventually likely find some options to throw the ball. So I, I think this is a, a game where you probably try to mix things up more than usual, create the, you know, bring pressure to create the illusion of consistent pressure, and then hopefully drop guys back that he ass- assumes he's getting pressure, gets the ball out quickly, and makes a mistake that way.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I feel you know defensively, and you know, I, I I feel good. I mean, I feel good about it. You know, and these guys have now obviously put together you know three solid efforts. You know, the Pittsburgh game was they certainly did enough to win that game. Um, you know, after that, you know, the Denver effort, and certainly after what they did to Cincinnati last week, this offense is nowhere near, even close, or has the capability or the juice uh, that the Bengals offense has. And you know, even if they had their running backs, none of them are Joe Mixon. Um, they certainly do not have – I mean, they don't even have a receiver probably as good as Tyler Boyd, let alone, you know, the player at the level of Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. So, you know, if this defense can play like they're starting to show their capabilities of, I, I don't know that it's going to be much of an issue in that aspect. I mean, you get after the rookie quarterback, rattle him. Uh, he's still a rookie quarterback, even though this team is on a three-game winning streak. He's, you know, capable of getting rattled. He's capable of mistakes just like any other young quarterback is. Certainly hasn't earned any right to put the fear of God in anybody to this point. So, you know, if the defense does what they have to do, I don't think it means a hill of beans. Essentially, who's that running back for the Browns? Um, I think they'll be able to do enough offensively, and the defenses should be able to control it enough where it puts it in that favor. We're going to get some final thoughts here. I do want to talk a little bit about Thursday Night Football with Pete, because uh, certainly it was an interesting, in my opinion, interesting, certainly, and, you know, bold strategy with what Miami did. We're going to continue here. On your locked on Browns pregame show, appreciate everybody for making us your first listen. Hey Browns fans, this is Jeff Lloyd with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to twenty five cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Touchdown and get a bonus twenty five cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to fifty cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there is no cash. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. I'll go here first. Pete, the Dolphins and I mean, I give them credit because they basically said until you do something about it, we're not going to stop and here it is, we're bringing everybody. What are you going to do about it? And I you know, Lamar was obviously rattled. I think that they had it, it was I can understand it being an issue early, but I mean, you went to the sidelines a couple of times, had enough time to communicate, but you still went back out there And it wasn't working. I think between the two safeties for the Dolphins, I think they blitzed like a combined 39, 40 times. They just said, here you go. Fine. You know, one-on-ones, win one.
0: Well, I mean, I think the teams that have had the most success defending the Baltimore Ravens have had strong corner play that can uh, give their receivers a lot of trouble, allowing them to use, everybody else to at least have an eye towards the line of scrimmage. You have to be able to cover Mark Andrews, some form or fashion. But after that, it was just gap discipline and assignments on football uh, with the blitz being sort of a, an extra sort of accelerant to, to create pressure. But the dolphins did something they they did at a high level, but having Xavier Howard and, and Byron Jones certainly helps. Uh, So from that standpoint, if you're the Browns and you watch that game, it is just into the fact you're thrilled about what uh, Miami was able to do in in terms of the standings, but also because the Browns have the ability to do a lot of the same things, which is the same thing the Bengals did, which is the same thing the Buffalo Bills have done in the playoffs. You know, a lot of these teams are doing the same thing. It comes down to, can you execute it correctly? Do you have the the coverage ability? And do your guys make the the hit uh, tackles that count? Um, At times, Lamar Jackson is just too good in terms of his athleticism to sort of be pinned. But when you can sort of corral him, he ends up taking more hits. He ends up unsure of what he's looking at and will ultimately make some poor choices and, and, uh, you know, throws that can allow you to take control. The Dolphins were extremely successful with it. it. But it's something that has been out there a while and not everybody can execute it well. Uh, but the teams that do tend to have success and often those that that's tends to be some form of that game plan it seems to be the end of the Ravens in the playoffs.
1: There was a point somewhere whether it was either after the acquisition or somewhere over the summer or somewhere just generally previewing the AFC North where we mentioned Sammy Watkins as a Baltimore Raven and there was Pete Smith who said I'm sure yeah that's great. I'm sure it'll break their hearts a couple times. So that was one last evening, obviously on the fumble for Xavier Howard, um, you know. But you're gonna, see, you know, Raven is gonna start to come relevant, you know, and it's obviously gonna become more and more important uh, if, when, hopefully, the Browns pull this one out here on Sunday. Pete, um, there was been some talk here this week about you know with the extensions of Wide Teller and Joe Batonio about you know analytic this the other thing. This doesn't fall under any lens, Pete. This is two of your best players on your team. They are leaders. They are hard workers. They are everything you want this team to be. It doesn't matter. You know, This is one where if you say it's not analytic, well, that's fine. These are literally two of your top five, six players on your entire roster. If you can make it work, it's a no-brainer. Extend them.
0: Yeah, uh, I think the other part of that is reading too much into it as far as what it means for other players. The Browns literally just signed – two of their best guys to stay longer. Um, White Teller, after sort of a, a rough September, has been dominant, returned to form. He looks outstanding. Joe Batonio is on way to uh, on the way to potentially a fourth all pro. Now he's going to be in, in talks for the Hall of Fame. Um, he's not suffered any meaningful injuries. Uh, he's not slowed down at all. He's, he's playing in the prime of his career. Uh, so being able to lock up those guys ahead of, Guys like Quentin Nelson and some of the, those others as smart and just knocking those things out because you're going to want to deal with some of these other contracts like David Njoku, like potentially Judevi and Clowney, um, and having these knocked out, you you firm up your situation at those two spots and eliminate those as things you have to have to do later. So, um, other than the fact that they signed two of their best players, that that seems that that should be it. They signed two of their best players. And, yeah, and there's nothing, you know, I mean, look, this is a team that likes to run the ball.
1: You locked up your running back. Obviously, there's something you want to continue with. Um, again, absolute no stinking bringer um, with what they did. And, of course, you can do this while you're riding out rookie contract on Jeffrey Wills, even though it's expensive. Uh, we'll see what happens in the middle. We'll see what happens at right tackle going further. Um, but keeping a fantastic, potentially the best offensive line in the NFL together for years to come. It's, it doesn't make any sense anywhere. It's, I mean, it doesn't have to fall under any lens. It's just good business. Keep what is really working for you working. Simple. Pete, when we get towards the final whistle on Sunday, we fire up the record button here on Locked On Browns. We are talking about a 6-4 Cleveland Browns football team.
0: Yeah, I have the Browns winning. Uh, I think uh, in addition to the fact that just – The sheer difference in talent between the Browns and the Bengals last Sunday, um, I think they're starting to get going in the right direction in general. So they're not only talented, but they're playing better on both sides of the ball. I think they've gotten a little bit through this sort of the mental blocks and some of the execution issues they're dealing with, and now they're just playing better. And if you can get the secondary to play like that with some consistency, if you can get Baker Mayfield to continue to play like that, uh, and they come out and, and play even near the level they did this past week. I think that's more than enough to win this game. And at that point, then we're, you know, everybody sort of clicks into gear that it's, uh, that the Browns are the team that people thought they were coming into season. And much as they did last year, they're looking to be uh, a team that continues to get better and better over the course of the second half.
1: Yeah, for me, I mean, if you said it was, you yeah. know, 27, 20, something of that nature, um, you know, you're always going to give a benefit to, uh, you know, some benefit here to the Patriots as well coached as they are as comfortable in their own skin as they are. And certainly with it, um, you know, <clears throat> picking up for them, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to be, you know, cer- th- certainly don't think it's going to be a, you know, a gimme, you know, basically lamb basing like it was last Sunday against the bagels, um, you know, Patriots just operate differently. And the other thing is the game starting to get away from them. They're not going to continue to just you know toss the pillar around. They're gonna find ways to certainly slow the game down, milk that time away so it doesn't end up uh you know a beatdown in their own place against your Cleveland Browns. He is Pete Smith, uh BrownsDigestsi.com. um uh, make sure you're checking everything out over there. Pete, the team, Brandon, Corey, Sam, everybody, you know, working hard, putting in content day in, day out. Make sure you have uh checked out the latest um for Pete's sake with Pete and Nicole. Um, sometimes running a little long, but jam packed, absolutely hit And there's certainly nothing you're going to cut out from, uh, uh, any of the, you know, audio that's being recorded over there. Pete and Nicole do certainly do a fantastic job. So make sure you're checking that out. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith, underscore, um, show itself, locked on Browns, follow back account. As everybody knows, DMs are open me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd throw a follow over there. Uh, whatever podcast platform you use, uh, locked on Browns always available. Always free. Appreciate everybody for making us your first listen day in, day out. Again, no Nick, no John Kelly, no Demetrius Felton. Dearness Johnson toting the rock as the uh, <clears throat> as the bell cow Sunday in New England. You've got a defense uh, with a matchup. If they can even just give you, like Pete said, 75% of the effort they gave you last week uh, should be certain enough to get it done against this Patriots team. We will talk to you all Sunday. After the game, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.